0: This evening we continue our study of this wonderful treasure we have, this book called The Life of the Virgin Mary, the Theotokos. And we are now in the feast of the entry of the Mother of God into the temple. We're learning many of the details about this event as revealed to us through the services of the church the hymns of the canons of that feast, also through the iconography of ancient iconography of the church and the writings of the Holy Fathers. So we know that Mary was three years old when she was brought to the temple by her parents and dedicated to the temple. According to Bishop Nikolai Velmarovitch, He records that the righteous Joachim was 80 years old and the Venerable Anna was 79 years old when they reposed in in peace. So this was seven years after they had brought Mary to the temple. So at the age of 10, she continued in the temple, living there as an orphan. At this time, I want to explore what the church has to say about the symbol of Mary as the temple and all that was in the temple. In the words of St. Gregory Palamas, the temple of Jerusalem was the type of Mary, for she is the true place of God. The temple was to be the dwelling place of the divine glory. For, according to Ezekiel 43, verses 4 through 5, the glory of the Lord came into the house by the way of the gate looking eastward, and behold, the house of the Lord was full of glory. And then the prophet was told, Thou hast seen the place of my throne, and the place of the soles of my feet, in which my name shall dwell in the midst of the house of Israel forever. So Mary is a symbol of the temple. God dwelled in the temple in Jerusalem. God dwelt in the womb of Mary after the Annunciation. She was the temple being prepared for the Lord to dwell in while she lived in the physical temple. In the hymns of the feast, we also see the analogy of the Virgin and the temple with its holy vessels. Almost every piece of furniture, every fixture, Every utensil in the temple, almost all of them can be seen as a type or a symbol of Mary. According to St. George's hymnographer, the law prefigured the, the most gloriously as the tabernacle. That's one thing. Exodus 26 verse one, the tabernacle. The divine jar of manna, that was the clay jar in which they kept the manna that God had miraculously provided to the children of Israel when they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Of course, Jesus Christ is the bread which came down from heaven. He is the fulfillment of what the manna is. She is the fulfillment of what the jar is, the jar of manna. The wondrous ark, the special box that the Jews made that was overlaid with gold, which was kept all these other symbols. They they kept the Ten Commandments in this ark. They kept the jar of manna. They kept kept the rod of Aaron in this jar. I mean, in this vessel, which was called the ark, the ark of the covenant, the wondrous ark. The veil of the temple is also a type of Mary. The rod of Aaron is also a type of Mary, because the rod of Aaron miraculously budded forth buds from it, even though it was a dead stick, and Mary miraculously brought forth a child without the seed of man. The temple never to be destroyed, and the gate of God. A lot of the Psalms talk about the gate, and some of the prophetic writings talk about The Lord entering through the gate, and the gate should remain shut. The gate of God. So all of these teach us to cry to thee, O pure virgin, thou art truly high exalted above all. So that's a whole bunch of fixtures in the temple that correlate to Mary. Then, St. Cosmas of the 7th through the 8th century Takes up this theme, compared, comparing her to liturgical vessels and chants. Thy Son, O Virgin, has truly made thee dwell in the Holy of Holies as a bright candlestick. So, Mary is also a candlestick because she is that vessel which would hold what? Light, the light of the world. So Mary is the candlestick because within her womb she held the light of the world. So far Mary is the temple. She's the gate. She's the veil. She is the Ark of the Covenant. She's the jar of manna. She's the rod of Aaron. And now she is also flaming with immaterial fire as a golden censer burning with divine coal. Mary is a censer. What's inside a censer? Charcoal that's alive with fire. Who is God? He is the divine fire. She is the censer that is not consumed by the fire and gives off a sweet fragrance, the fragrance of holiness and life and Righteousness as the vessel of manna, we've already mentioned that, the rod of Aaron, we mentioned that, and the tablet written by God. Mary is also a symbol of the tablets of the Ten Commandments because the Word of God was impressed upon her in the form of the Son of God in His humanity. So we see how Mary is a symbol of the temple and almost everything in the temple. And she grew up in the temple, literally, physically, historically. She lived there until she was ten, at least 10 years old. Then her parents passed away at that time. She continued for just a few more years until she left the temple. There's a very beautiful icon, which this book contains a small picture of it. But it shows the priests, the Jewish priests of the Old Testament, it shows them bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the temple. Now that was an historic event, a very important event in the life of the nation of Israel. When they brought that Ark into the temple... They were bringing the very presence of God into the temple. So this icon shows them bearing this Ark into the Holy of Holies. And the Ark has an icon of the Theotokos on it. A little emblem of the Theotokos on it. showing how The hymnographer is depicting the fact that as they were bringing the Ark into the temple, they were prefiguring the entrance of Mary into the temple. The book now goes into a very long description of the temple itself which I really I don't want to go into because I think you'd find it to be very tedious. But let's just let me explain just a few things. So <clears throat> the temple that Mary lived in was built by Herod the Great. Now, Herod the Great had attacked Jerusalem in 37 B.C. He was a prolific builder. He liked to build things. He attacked Jerusalem. He he conquered it for Rome. But then he, he wanted to build things in it. So he decided to dismantle the old structure of the temple, which he had attacked and destroyed part of it. He decided to rebuild it in the prevailing Hellenistic Roman style. In other words, he wanted to rebuild the temple, keeping it as a Jewish temple, but giving it a Roman flavor, like the buildings that he would have found in the city of Rome. And this was probably, he did this probably as a political gesture to reconcile the Jews. It was a way of trying to make friends with the Jews who he had just conquered. So the work began in the year 20, to, between 20 and 19 B.C. So after, after being in Jerusalem for about 18 years, he, he decided to build this temple. Now he, he took pains to respect the sacred area. So he trained 1,000 priests as masons to build the shrine. Since only priests could enter the house and the inner court. So he, he honored the Jewish laws as in the, in the building of this temple, although the central part was completed within a year and a half, in other words he, he, he built he rebuilt the central most important aspect of the temple within a year and a half. but according to this, some of the sub- subsidiary buildings were still under construction after, after after half a century later. so the temple which started out as a very simple structure. And the Jews, uh, we have the, an account of this in, in the Old Testament of, of how it was a, a tent structure. It was a very simple building. It was not complicated. But the temple, as it, when, when a permanent temple was built, a lot of extra buildings got attached to the central part. And many of these buildings continued to be built 50 years after Herod began his construction. According to this book, at the age of three years and two and one half months, the young Virgin Mary, in all likelihood, entered sometime shortly after the completion of the central part of the building. Probably the, the decade or de- the second decade before the coming of Christ. So, there were many, many chambers in the temple. There was a place for women. There was a place for men. There was a place to keep all the musical instruments. There was a place to keep all the wine, the grain, incense, stuff like that. There was a place where the animals would be killed. There was a place where they would be washed. Um... So many things built up around the central part of the temple itself, which was just basically the outer chamber in the Holy of Holies. So this is something that you might want to study sometime. Just hop on the Internet and just Google the Jewish temple. You can find diagrams and you can see pictures of all the different things. And it's very interesting. The temple building is spoken of as exceedingly impressive in its grandeur of gleaming white marble, which became one of the wonders of the ancient world. Passing out of the colonnade or eastern porch known as Solomon's porch, it was pierced by the golden gate, which was an exit from the city. Let's see. Let me conclude by just focusing in on one aspect of the symbolism, that is the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was the most important object of peculiar sanctity. In the history of the Ark, it is expressly recognized as the leader of the Hebrew host in their exodus and march throughout through the desert in virtue of its being in some sense the dwelling place of God. More so than any other object, the Ark is used to typify the Theotokos, Mary, the God-bearer. We have this from Psalm 131, verse 8. Thou and the Ark of thy holiness inspired much homiletic treatment. It is therefore fitting that the Virgin Mary, as in the case of the Ark when it was borne aloft by the Levites, should be borne by Anna, one of the daughters of Aaron. And even as in the time of David, or more so, Solomon of the kingly tribe of Judah, who escorted the ark to the temple, in like manner, Joachim of David's house escorted his daughter to the temple as the animate ark. So we find Anna representing the Levites and Joachim represented David. Anna representing the priesthood. Joachim, representing the royal, royal tribe, they are bringing the Ark into the temple in the form of their little daughter, Mary. There's a very beautiful 14th century Serbian icon shows the brothers Prophet, Prophet Moses and the high priest Aaron are shown standing in the Tabernacle of Witness. Depictions of the Theotokos may be seen on the altar in a medallion and on the upper lid of the Ark of the Covenant. We learn from 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 9, that by the time of Solomon, 10th century B.C., only the two tablets were to be found in the Ark, but not Aaron's rod. Solomon had moved the Ark from its modest tent to the inner sanctuary of the temple under the wings of the cherubim. And afterward there is no mention of the ark in older historical books apart from what is said of the prophet Jeremiah who prophesied in those days they shall say they shall no more say the ark of the covenant of the holy one of Israel it shall not come to mind it shall not be named neither shall it be visited Somewhere along the line the physical ark was lost But it was fulfilled in the flesh of Mary, who became the Ark of the Covenant, the holy vessel by which the Lord Jesus Christ would enter into the world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory to Jesus Christ.